<laughs> there wasn't a pandemic involved in stopping us from seeing Memento, though. No, just our laziness and the thought that we were Robin Hood. How do you so. guys think you were Robin Hood? <laughs> well, you know, Rob from the rich, give to us. <laughs> you know what? Originally, Robin Hood was just like that. Oh, and then oh, he uh, then he grew up a little. Yeah, he got his ass kicked a lot too. Apparently, makes sense to me. My relationship <laughs> with Robin Hood begins and ends with the Disney cartoon and maybe the Russell Crowe movie. Yeah. And maybe the no. Kevin Costner movie. Only for Alan Rickman. First bad boy to ever capture my heart. <laughs> That's it's very troublesome. Yeah, you've told me that story before. Is like he was trying to rape Maid Marian in that film, Lindsay. My mom said he was just being a nasty boy. Yeah, <laughs> understatement. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, welcome everybody to Weave You Yasha and Other Tales. Inuyasha is a show that has a surplus of bad boys. Indeed, it's got something. Try yeah, a show. <laughs> I know, this this episode had a nice recap built into it just for you, Eric. Yeah, by the way, Eric's back, everybody. We've forced him to sit through yet another episode. This one seemed a lot more involved than the last one, I gotta it, say. It was, um, but you got to find out who Sashomaru was with that recap at the beginning. What's your take on Inuyasha's half-brother? It was complicated. Uh, I I guess I'm cool with him and his one arm. Oh, God, I didn't misunderstand. The, uh, it's okay. I frequently forget yeah, that he only has one arm. A good introduction, maybe, to him, I guess. I was, there was a lot of stuff being thrown at me, I got to say. This was like the opposite of the last episode. Was it also the opposite in the sense that you liked the other episode more? Um, I mean, I feel like I need to, to, uh, last episode, pretty self-contained, and I enjoyed it as a mindless, uh, you know, thing, and this episode, I feel like if I had any love or fondness for these characters, this would have been a good summation or good advancement of a plot i or or I, I, yeah I, I dug it that's what i'm saying it was, i don't know good uh it seems like Lindsay didn't enjoy it as much yeah that's okay oh I ran into shamari forever uh, oh <laughs> we still haven't gotten to, uh, rin is the little girl that's traveling with shamaru oh What's the annoying sideways name? Jockin? Yeah. Did you call Jockin annoying? No. Oh, okay. Okay. I heard annoying. I thought I did too. Okay. Just need to clarify. Surely, surely you just. I would never say that about this. (laughs) Clearly, clearly compelling, exciting character. Yeah. And you like fish type monsters. (laughs) Yeah, but this one didn't kill a cat. (laughs) <laughs> so which makes them better <laughs> oh, dang. yeah eric uh, you didn't grow to love jockin because you missed the episode where he tried to steal the tetsaiga a very oh. fun romp that's uh that sounds after like that 
Yeah, it sounds like that's the basis of a lot of episodes, getting a hold of that thing. Everyone wants that sword, but nobody can seem to hold it. Is that uh, is that the internal logic? That it's like uh, you have to be human or have some human part of you, which is why Inuyasha can hold it, and that's why that woman can hold it because she's not a hundred percent a demon. That's why mm-hmm. Sashomaru burned his hand. That doesn't explain why Shippo could hold it in the episode you saw. <laughs> right, right, because he's a he's a fox. He's a fox demon. demon. Yeah. Okay, that's what I like. That's what I like to call a mistake, which I thought Uh, this one was also a mistake. But they kind of they had to orient us in the timeline because we never found out what happened with Sashomaru after he got his arm cut off, and now we finally know he was doing the exact same thing that caused him to meet Rin, just pouting against a tree. Uh huh. He gets gets... kicked a few times. It's just how he makes girls hey. fall in love with him, too. You know, Inuyasha <laughs> likes to sulk in the top of trees, and Sashomaru likes to sulk at the base of trees. They, they have both... more in common than they would like <laughs> to admit. Hmm. It doesn't sound like that's how this these characters work, from <laughs> what I've gathered. I thought Sashomaru was pretty nice to Inuyasha this episode, all things considered. So yep. is this guy like a an antagonist, a thorn in their side, their arch enemy? I I, I don't remember all the all the info dump that I that was dropped on me exactly. There was a while there where he would have loved to kill Inuyasha, but that seemed to end after what was the turning point? I think meeting Rin and okay. using the Tensega. The Tensega is Sashomaru's sword, one of them. Uh, but it can only heal people. It can't hurt them. He doesn't use it at all in this episode. He does seem to use it in the opening credits, but... I always skip that. I can't even remember what happened from those spoilier re-credits. We see a little boy on a horce. We see... (laughs) They do the combo move. Oh, um, I guess later, Inuyasha and Kagome do that combo move. The arrow and the wind scar together. And we saw it. In the opening credits. Don't worry about it, everybody. <laughs> Did we have yeah. to do an introduction? <laughs> yeah, what, what's the name of this dang episode? Who's the host? Uh, the no, the woman who loved Seshamaru San Samar. Part one and two. It's a special. It didn't really need to be. It's just like a normal two-parter. I know. We had like five bumpers in this thing. Yeah, I wonder if in the writing they couldn't figure out where to put the the cliffhanger for the second episode. So they're just like, oh, just make it one. Which was that? Well, we don't. This episode doesn't have a cliffhanger, like a proper one. I say maybe we could take a vote on it, um, where the episode should have ended. It seems like time-wise when Sashomaru shows up at the mountain after the cliff collapses and is like, hey... And see, I would have said right before that when she like takes the sword and she's like, ha 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 ha. Retreats on her giant bird. Yeah. It does seem like a bigger and, and moment. They could, they could be like, oh no. Sure, let's go with that. <laughs> Maybe it was a couple of minutes early, although they could have just made another flashback. Listen, or I didn't write this show. Cut some flashbacks out and have like one episode. <laughs> But then Eric would have been confused. 
I needed every one of those info dumps. Every single one. That's why they did it, Eric. I now feel like I know these people like the back of my hand. You got to see a a lot of their special moves in this episode, too, which is nice. I was really, yeah, excited to see uh, Boomerang Girl in action. Hell yeah. She was in action. Until she got turned to glass. Yeah. She looked back and turned into a pillar of salt, like in that book. So, so Inuyasha is a dog demon half guy, right? Yes. Yeah, his dad seemed to have stepped out on uh, Sashomaru's mom and hooked up with uh, a human. Oh, it appears to be. (laughs) I assume we're going to learn about all that stuff in the third movie. (gasps) What? Well, I don't know that for sure. I'm going by the Aladdin rules since we uh, learn about Aladdin's dad in the third movie. It's only what's logical. The third movie called? What's it called? It's something. Oh, shit. Like Swords of an Honorable oh. Ruler or something. I thought you were talking about the Aladdin movie. Yeah, yeah that's Swords like, of an what, Honorable King Ruler. Or something. Mm-hmm. He fights a guy with Wolverine claws. That's all I remember. I so, I Naruka. <laughs> Naruka? Naruka. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I wrote the notes down. I can't remember how it's pronounced. That's the arch arch enemy or something, right? Yeah. Sacred sacred jewel shards, and and older brothers and full demon half demon uh, family disgrace and whatnot. The father is a great dog demon in the land of the west or something. Yes. Wow. I took notes. Jeez. I'm gonna forget after we're done, but. I kind of wish you could meet Naraku. Yeah. Uh, Little baboon pelt. No, I, oh. I don't want to learn all these characters. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, we open with this episode at the beach. Inuyasha's doing the same thing he's been doing in the last few episodes, being all like, let's go, let's keep going. Oh, that's not his voice. His voice is, come on, guys, let's go. Why did I write down lots of women? I don't know. I don't know either. That doesn't make sense. I'm on the wrong episode. <laughs> Lots of women. Lots of women. Are you thinking of Chuck Yokai? I don't know. That seems a weird thing for me to write I down. just know they're blessed with peace. <laughs> At least that section of the beach is. And uh, <laughs> Inuyasha calls Kagome lazy. And she throws a stick to make him Oh fetch. my god. I can't believe he actually ran after it. That was great. Does every episode have like a let's treat Inuyasha like a dog moment? <laughs> No, they've been doing it more lately. <laughs> remember she brought him dog food from the future? <laughs> I do remember that. It's a good time. <laughs> but no sit commands in this episode. Oh. Hmm. We enter a village where a priestess is dying on some kind of cot. It's a nun. And it's the she, most beautiful nun you've ever seen. Don't in... get thee to a nunnery, I say. <laughs> The least nunly clothes I've seen. Nunly? Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Nunishly? <laughs> yeah, they're nunish the of anything. Yeah, I felt the nunliness. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I felt it from like everyone gathered around her and they kept calling her a nun. And I'm like, I, I, I think the nuns just took her in. I don't think she actually signed up. I mean, I'll take whatever. Whatever they're throwing at me, I'll believe it. And I'll have none of that. 
Anyway, uh, Burning Castle or Nunnery or whatever it is. <laughs> she wants to play her flute. That's what I was going to say. And the oh, gang yeah. walks by and hears the flute. And Inyash is like, who cares? Just keep walking. There's a lot of that with him. He seems to be perfectly willing to let the place burn. It seems can't like. Save them all. He's getting really fed up with having to help every single woodland creature on the way. Every yeah. bird with a broken wing. The woman's like, I have one regret. And that's, I didn't confess my love to that one hot guy. And then mm. she burns alive. Yeah, but she freaks out when she sees Inuyasha. Yeah, she senses him. big question is, how did she know that was Inuyasha? She didn't even see him. Yeah, she did. They're walking by. She like, she's she, like she met, She's like, <gasps> you know, but crazy. And she's like, him. oh, wait a minute. I know Inuyasha's here. I can't die in peace. I gotta go get that sword. Maybe is the demons the... told her. Yeah. So is this the first time we've seen this character? Yes. And she could still be the mom in the sequel show. I'm not ruling that out. Really? <laughs> Sure, she died twice. <laughs> Characters don't stay dead forever. You should know that. Indeed. I know you and maybe half of Inuyasha fans ship Rin and the Sashomaru, which makes, well, no. Someone pointed out that Kagura isn't even a year old and people ship her with Sashomaru. I mean, you got to, really. <laughs> Uh, what? I don't know. I don't know. This show confounds me still. It's almost like it was a bad idea to make you watch episode 133 through 134 without knowing really anything else about the show. I imagine this was their intended way of me watching the show. Sure. The context is possible. I really wanted to know if you were charmed by Sashomaru, like so many others have been. He seems good. Are you thirsty for him? <laughs> I am ever so thirsty, yes. <laughs> Sounds like you're sleepy for him. He seems like a good character. He seems fine. I'm, I'm into it. He started off much more antagonistic than he's been lately. He killed a gas man. And it was just like, you're welcome, and walk away. <laughs> that took me a while to connect that dot. <laughs> Sounds like he gets up to a lot on this <laughs> So as the hut catches fire, the gang runs on back to be like, what is going on? Oh, wait, Kagome and Moroku sense this huge gathering of demonic aura before it burst into flames. Yep, it's true. It's true. Inuyasha is like still just, please, no... <laughs> can we never again but they do again yeah and there's a an unburned outline of a body but no body which seems very familiar to something else that happened you a long mean, long time ago a woman named kikio died you mean and there was yeah. no body wow oh, no. right. <laughs> oh. these are deep cuts for me <laughs> what a man named oniguma died Mysterious. oh he left an outline yeah, where nothing would grow. Oh, right. And she does the Onigumo plan of offering herself to a yeah. myriad of demons to become jumped, one. Jumped inside like 
Lick on Onigumo's demons. <laughs> Let's see. I didn't remember that because Onigumo didn't explode when he became Naraku. Well, we don't know that. That happened in a cave, off screen. I guess there were no witnesses. (laughs) Just going off of the flashbacks they've shown me. (laughs) But that could have been, you know, a holodeck recreation. We Mm -hmm. can't use it as evidence. So Rin's playing with Jaqen. They're doing tongue twisters. Yeah. They all seem rather annoyed with him. Now, since this episode is about a plot to steal the Tet Saiga, Lindsay, do you remember and can you recount all of Jockin's plans to steal the Tet Saiga that one time? Oh, gosh, I remember here sharpening everybody's weapon. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> His first one was to hire a thief demon, like a big fat man with a no face, <laughs> to steal all their shit. That didn't work because he stole everything except for the sword. And then the second one was he posed as an old man sitting by the side of the road who offered to sharpen all their weapons. And everybody hands him weapons except for Inuyasha. So then Jaqen decides to do such a good job sharpening the weapons (laughs) to impress Inuyasha. And then he works so hard he falls asleep. So when they come back, they're like, oh, he did a really good job. And they leave a thank you note, I think, and some yeah. money. Moroku mm-hmm. could cut a leaf on his staff. <laughs> yeah, and then the third one was he conjured some hot springs so that they would all take a bath and then he could steal the sword <laughs> while they were relaxing. And that mm-hmm. almost worked. I look forward to being called in for the next <laughs> jinx filled episode like that. Okay, so we need a hot springs episode for Eric. Definitely, a fan service heavy hot springs episode. So I bring all that up, guys, because the plot of this one seems overly complicated and impossible because Sarah does it in like five minutes. Mm. I don't know if that giant screw in the side of the mountain was there before. She invents a whole backstory for herself, uses her newfound power of turning people into glass. That's certainly what happened. I, I I really have to say that I really appreciated um, Jockin encouraging natural beauty. Because Rin's like, oh my gosh, she's so pretty. And Jockin's like, it's just makeup. And I was like, aw, Jockin. Yeah. he's. I mean, this show is nothing but a feminist diatribe. If anything. If anything. Eric, are you okay? <laughs> Oh, I'm good. I'm good. This was an intense episode. <laughs> Easy to follow. Sarah um, explains to Shomaru. She approaches and is like, I'm going to fulfill your wish. Don't you remember me? Mm-hmm. And we're treated to some nice flashbacks. Uh, she saw him uh, a year ago. Maybe it's only six months and proper oh show time. I don't know. The timelines are hard to tell, but yeah, she saw him destroying her people's enemies on the battlefield. Whipping out the laser whip. Was, was, was his whip always green? Yes. Really? Yes. For so some is reason, it like a Ferengi laser whip? From it's, the I, I think it's exactly like a Ferengi laser whip. <laughs> Not even like, is. Nice. I get that context. So, uh, bringing his wish into fruition. It's, uh, she kind of heard some things he mumbled in his sleep and was able to divine everything that he desired, who Inuyasha was, and the fact that 
Tetsaga is a sword. So she takes on a bunch of demons. Manages to con our gang with a kind of Clash of the Titans-esque woman in peril scenario where a mm. swamp monster is coming to eat her. And, She's a uh, snapcrosite. Oh my god, Lindsay. <laughs> that is an excellent callback to... Was it Shiori? Was that where you coined that phrase? I can't remember. <laughs> oh, inside it a, jokes, got it. It was a different beach episode. <laughs> With a different sacrifice than monster. A different little girl. <laughs> yeah, we get to see Sango throw her her raikotsu. Mm-hmm. I thought of Eric. He finally gets to see that. Mm-hmm. A very oh, successful boom- throw. That's the boomerang girl. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Moroku threatens to use his wind tunnel, but before he can, they turn to glass. Oh, wait, you forgot. Mm-hmm. Moroku, right after his confession of love to Sango, goes running after another girl tied yep. to a stick. Well, he never said for sure that he would stop flirting. That's he, true. He just kind of grinned and turned to the camera. <laughs> Eric, the previous episode made me cry. Uh, tell no one. Um, okay, I'm sure it wasn't covered in the episode uh, podcast. It was. <laughs> uh, All right, well, don't tell anybody that I recorded it for the world. I'm sure it was a lovely cry, though. I didn't look embarrassing at all. <laughs> oh, yeah, and Kagome jumps on Inuyasha's back and is like, go! <laughs> yes, he's still reluctant. <laughs> it did happen. More dog... Uh, dog... Well, I guess you don't really ride a dog, but more uh, he's an animal, kind of. Uh, He always gives her piggyback rides because she doesn't have her bike anymore. Ooh. I think it got eaten by that gas man. (laughs) (laughs) I think he was poison. (laughs) I like calling him the gas man because it's funny. (laughs) Yes, he was poison. Get poison do gas. his laugh, do his laugh, do his laugh. No, it's something like that. It is something like that. That's pretty good. Oh, that's right. Ginkotes is because he's a walking battle tank. Anyway, what's going on now in the episode? Oh, well, <laughs> Sarah claims that they turned to glass because of the god of the ocean's wrath and they're gonna have to do a bunch more things if they want to save their friends oh yeah because right. killing the god of the sea didn't work you can't, kill the, you can't defeat the, a god or, or whatever they said and he said like hell sarah says she was a sacrifice oh and her name's not sarah it's umi neko i wrote that down mm-hmm. umi means ocean so she's an ocean cat neko is mm-hmm. cat <laughs> Oh. Significance? Question mark? Who knows? <laughs> she took her two favorite things and put them together. They go to the glass village. She reveals her fake backstory. Uh, I really wanted to see Inuyasha carry all three of those glass statues back in one go. You'd know he'd have to do it himself. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Kagome and Shippo are worthless. And I think Lady Sarah made it completely clear she wasn't helping. So here's the question. You could turn Inuyasha to glass and then take his sword. But then the sword's glass. Maybe you could 
wait until he puts it in that thing and then turn it. <laughs> I have questions about that thing. We're almost there, though. Oh, my gosh, I know. That uh, Shippo is suspicious. Which oh, yeah, the I detective was... Shippo's on the case. Which, yep. yeah, I might add. So he was like the, the big star at the last one, and this one he's very side character, very does what event type thing. Actually, yeah, he only did one thing, but it was actually helpful. <laughs> yeah, usually he's not helpful, but this time he was like, hold on a minute, something's not right here. Indeed, indeed, that oh-so-necessary evil face that girl put on. Gotta have that tell. (laughs) Maybe she didn't expect it to go so well. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't think they were going to look at her. Why is this Shummer having so much trouble getting the sword? I don't know. (laughs) It seems like these people are just easily tricked. (laughs) They're inside this tunnel, and there's a giant flathead screw in there <laughs> it's going to collapse the shrine doesn't no look one, like a shrine they don't if ask it's questions turned horizontal no one had a giant quarter to, to use <laughs> and uh Inuyasha, he can't turn it with his hands so she's like oh i don't know use that sword i guess but i thought she's not even using it as leverage a hundred percent Lindsay. i'm with you <laughs> When she said, use the sword, I thought, okay, he's going to stick it straight in and do it that way. Instead, mm-hmm. he, he puts it lengthwise. Because it fits perfect. And just uses his hands? You can get the same amount of leverage just using your hands, if that was an option. Maybe the power of the sword is turning it. Eric, I need you to myth bust this right now. I just wrote down the word demon puppets. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yes, also... there were demon puppets. <laughs> Turns out if you do the Naraku deal with a bunch of demons, that's one of the powers you get. You can make copies of yourself. Hers is seaweed. His mm-hmm. is... No, it trees. Out of, like trees, yeah. That's right, trees. Okay. Uh, bird but... demon. Oh, the plan works. Uh, she gets the sword... As they escape the collapsing tunnel, Shippo is too late to warn everybody, and so is Kagome. And now she has the sword, and she's riding a giant bird. And she is the girl who loves Sasha Mir. I forgot how to. I wrote his name down wrong, but I don't remember how to pronounce it. It's pronounced Sasha. Hottie boy. Hottie San boy. Samar, the moon faced man. <laughs> and that is where we'll have. A cliffhanger for our episode of We View Yasha. I'm back next time. Like this.